This is an RNZ podcast. On his Mike Hosking breakfast show on News Talk ZB last Wednesday, it was pretty clear what he thought about councils around the country that have recently declared a climate emergency. This is virtue signalling at its worst, isn't it? Well, you could look at it like that, um, you know, but raising awareness, I think, is the key issue here of uh, not just an emerging issue, but something that is right in front of us now. And so just having that conversation between you and I, for example, all the various councils is helpful. The local government New Zealand vice president, Stuart Crosby, then told Mike Hosking that transport was one area where some local authorities were actually walking the talk on climate change. But on his show last Monday, Mike Hosking slated one of the councils that's recently declared a climate emergency on this very issue. While we're on the subject of Wellington City Council, congratulations, you got your climate emergency. Every councillor voted for the emergency. Yes, spineless except Councillor Nicola Young, who says it's nonsense and it's preachy. And Nicola is my favourite Wellington City Councillor by some margin. She can come and live on our... When we secede, yes, she can exactly. come and live on our island. She's more than welcome to live on our island, 10 minutes away from us. And if you were wondering what sort of a place Mike Hosking's island might be, well, perhaps something like Jeremy Clarkson Island, as dreamed up by British comedian Harry Enfield for the BBC a few years back. This island is Clarkson Island. <laughs> we feed him mainly on a diet of raw meat and nonsense. <laughs> what about that lot? Oh, crikey. They're asylum-seeking Clarksons. <laughs> they come over here and try and ticket our cars. Oh, my God! <laughs> Don't worry, Stig will sort them out. Go on, Stig. Come on, boy. <laughs> but we digress. What was bothering Mike Hosking on Monday on News Talk ZB was a claim in the media about the capital's public transport usage. Headline, public transport becoming a more popular option in Wellington. That's your headline. Public transport becoming a more popular option in Wellington. So the idea there is that we're all on board with public transport. Public transport's the future, trains and trains and um, buses, of course. Now, in many, many commentaries on News Talk ZB and in the New Zealand Herald, Mike Hosking has told his audience that spending more on trains, buses and cycling is a waste of money and time. For example, he told his ZB listeners this a year earlier, almost to the day. And even when they're not, they don't supply, have never supplied, and will most likely never, ever supply the sort of service that we actually want. I mean, if petrol goes to three bucks a litre, it'll change. But until then, we love our cars. We have more cars per head of population than most places on the planet. And that's not changing. It's an ideological battle. And Mike Hosking has joined the motorist militia in that particular hearts and minds battle. And people like me who bang on about this is, do you know what? I think we're starting to win. I think the tide is turning and these clowns are slowly but surely being exposed for what they are. But to win the argument, Mike Hosking said a year ago, you need the facts on your side. The same way the public transport lobby preached the myth that bike lanes and bus lanes and less and less bitumen for cars is the answer to getting to work. What's gone wrong in all of these debates is the honesty, or lack of it. Nothing wrong with new ideas, different approaches, nothing even wrong in the passionate preaching their particular form of wisdom. But it has to be fact-based and honest. It does indeed. And with that in mind, Mike Hosking last Monday countered the claims in the news about more commuters to the capital using public transport. Wellington City Council transport data shows that daily commuter numbers have grown by 10,000. And you think, my word, and then it goes 10,000 over 20 years. 
So, in other words, 500 a year, not much more than one a day, not much more than one person a day. How much do you reckon the, they've spent on public transport in Wellington in the last 20 years for one more person a day? And providing public transport, of course, costs money, even if the usage isn't rising. But according to the Wellington City Council's new stats, reported by RNZ last weekend, 7,000 more train trips in commuting time amounts to more than 30 more trains full of people arriving in Wellington every morning. Many of them would otherwise have been in 4,300 cars which were making their rush hour journey into the central city 19 years ago, but aren't now in 2019. And out of the 84,000 daily commuters, those are not insignificant numbers, but not enough to move Mike Hosking, because, he said, the Wellington City Council didn't point out that the Greater Wellington region's population went up between the year 2000 and this year from 430-odd thousand to more than half a million. So you've got 90,000 more people and you've got 10,000 more on the train, which means you've got an equivalent of 80,000 people who aren't taking the train. How many people take the train? 84,000 or public transport, 84,000 people. What's 84 as a percentage of 520? Well, you do the math. Not many. Not many people take the train and not many people take the bus and there are fewer as a percentage of the population taking the bus and the train now than there were 20 years ago. So who's winning here? Good question. Even allowing for the fact that Mike Hosking had mixed up train usage with all public transport there, on those numbers the difference might seem to be marginal on the face of it. But of the additional 90,000-odd residents of Greater Wellington, not all of them, of course, are making the trip into the capital in peak time, whether by bus, car, train or electric skateboard. So Media Watch took a look at the council's new stats, which come from movements in and out of a central city cordon between 7am and 9am, and the public transport patronage data collected by the Greater Wellington Regional Council each year since 1999. Now the Wellington City Council says that these show that public transport accounted for more than 72% of the growth in commuting to the central city between 2000 and 2019. Less than half of the commuters now come by car, 48%. In the year 2000, 60% drove in. So in short, public transport is a more popular choice among those who commute into central Wellington now than it was 20 years ago, even though almost half of the people commuting still do come in cars. But on top of that, 7,000 more people a day walk to work in 2019 than in 2000, mainly because thousands more people who work in the centre city now live there too. And Wellington City Council's cordon count data also shows that over 2,300 people per day cycle into the city during the two-hour morning peak, and that's up from just 800 20 years ago. And that's the highest it's ever been in the past 20 years of counting. On his News Talk ZB show the following day, Mike Hosking was concerned about Christchurch and news that public transport fares there are being hiked just weeks after the City Council and the Regional Council declared a climate emergency. Doesn't a climate emergency indicate you might want to use public transport, therefore saving fossil fuels and car? Yes, it would. And therefore, if you declared a climate emergency, wouldn't you be reticent to put up the price and therefore make it more difficult to use? Yes, 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 yes. But yet they have. So they've declared a climate emergency and one of the offshoots of a climate emergency public transport is being made by both councils more expensive. Well, you know the first uh, casualty in an emergency, don't you? Which is what? Logic. Yeah. Gone. Out the door. Good points there from Mike Hosking. Cost is a factor in prompting people to opt for public transport or not. And Mike Hosking could have seen for himself in Auckland what happened when the cost was taken out of the equation last weekend. To mark the milestone of 100 million public transport trips made in a 12-month period, Auckland Transport made city transport free for everyone for a day.
Auckland public transport booms in popularity was the headline in Stuff the Next Day. That was for a piece written by Todd Nile, a specialist reporter on Auckland Council and the city's transport. And he said public transport patronage grew by 7.6% over the past year in Auckland. But in Sydney, Todd Niles said people take two and a half times more trips on public transport than Aucklanders do. And partly that's because they pay less to travel. But Todd Niles said the fares cover only a third of the cost of Sydney's services. And that's forecast to drop to just 27% by 2028. And Todd Niles said the fares make up nearly half the cost of public transport in Auckland, with ratepayers and taxpayers covering the rest. And Todd Niles wound up with this conclusion. Auckland has decisions to make which are unprecedented in New Zealand and the partly built underground city rail link won't be the last big spend needed. The city is entering a new and challenging phase. And part of the challenge will be the big name host of the city's most listened to commercial radio station telling thousands of Aucklanders, many of them listening in their cars who are cranky about congestion, that it's just not worth investing in public transport.